0: Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Israel's response to South Africa was to call it a blood libel. And uh, certainly, in many ways, this is exactly what it is. I think it's a modern-day Dreyfus trial, but certainly it has that feel. Well, Dirk, I wasn't happy with that, and they said that it is weaponizing. Israel is weaponizing Jewish suffering. So I said yesterday on Twitter that that is enormously anti-Semitic, and I was taken to task. Why is that anti-Semitic, they wanted to, to, to know. Well, let's ask Rowan Polovan. He's National Director of the South African Zionist Federation. Rowan, a very good morning to you. How are you doing? Good morning,
1: Howard. I'm very good. And you? I
0: am. Well, thank you. So is that, is Durko saying that Israel is weaponizing Jewish suffering to deflect criticism? Is, is that inherently, is that an anti-Semitic statement?
1: Well, Howard, it is anti-Semitic, and it's anti-Semitic by a definition. There's an international definition of anti-Semitism called IRA, which says that, you know, accusing the Jews of exaggerating the Holocaust is one of several reasons that would be labeled anti-Semitic. So according to Durko and Dangal, Jews, the most persecuted people in history, should not be suffering, should not be defending themselves from those who wish to call them suffering. And uh, this idea that uh, Jews are, uh, should be um, the only people in history who should not defend themselves from uh, these attempts is highly anti-Semitic. And to make these comments as a government official is pretty atrocious in my opinion.
0: And the fact is that this was, the whole war is as a result of attack, of an attack on Jews. Exactly. So how yeah, do you remove that, you know, if, if, if we precluded from using a Jewish suffering as part of an argument, when that is what this is about, then it, it almost doesn't allow us, it, it, it really is a way to shut down any, any defense, isn't it?
1: Of course. So Jews uh, are um, not allowed to suffer, they're not allowed to defend themselves from people who wish to perpetrate suffering. Uh, And uh, they're not allowed to defend themselves in international law or any other legal forum. I mean, the 7th of October was the worst single day massacre of Jews since the Holocaust. And I would say we have been suffering and we we haven't been exploiting that suffering. Any kind of mention and any label of that is atrocious. Uh, We have a right to be humans, we are humans, Uh, and to isolate and uh, denigrate Jews for wanting to defend themselves for having a right to defend ourselves from these heinous actions uh, is uh, sh- shocking. I mean, uh, I, w- I would say that Durko, there's a there's a famous anti-Semitic book by Norman Finkelstein, um, a sort of so-called academic, mm. who wrote a book, uh, and I put this in inverted commas for your listeners, Reflections on the Exploitation of Jewish Suffering. Inverted commas. I, I would where, say that right. uh, people like that uh, Durko, co- have that book on their bookshelf and read it uh, quite often.
0: Yeah, because that really is—it's—it's it's, it's really just a tool, isn't it, just to keep us to keep us quiet, to try and remove any any form of argument or defence. Because if we can't say that uh, that this is anti-Semitism, then uh, then you know what are we actually talking about?
1: Of course, and we know what anti-Semitism is. We have it, unfortunately, embedded within our DNA. And I think Jews are able to uh, recognize and understand when something is uh, anti-Semitic. And I don't think uh, we appreciate those who tell us uh, what is and what isn't anti-Semitic. And just to respond to Dungor, who says that this is a means to deflect criticism over Israel's conduct in Gaza, Uh, I would say, first of all, Israel's conduct is fully consistent with international law, fully consistent within the laws of war, despite Israel facing anti-Semitic enemies that disregard both legal and human ethical standards. In terms of deflecting criticism, I would suggest that it is the South African government that is deflecting criticism from its domestic failures. Uh, So I would say uh, they should look very closely at themselves in the mirror here.
0: Hmm. What do you think, how do you think this is going to play out?
1: So as you said earlier, uh, there is this hearing, a preliminary provisional hearing this week on Thursday and Friday, uh, in which the the case, this atrocious claim of genocide will be uh, placed on Israel. And Israel will uh, be explaining very carefully how uh, its actions are fully consistent within the laws of war. Israel is defending itself uh, from the perpetrators of genocide. There's only one uh, party in this conflict that defines genocide and falls under the definition of genocide extremely well, and that is Hamas, which is a prescribed terrorist organization and has explicitly stated its intention to commit acts of genocide against Israel. And Israel will be explaining very carefully how uh, it is uh, trying to defend itself is defending itself from an ongoing threat of hamas and uh, how it is doing and has done everything possible uh, to minimize the tragic death of palestinian civilians and uh, of course the only uh, entity responsible and for that is uh, hamas for the the death of putting uh, palestinians in harm's way deliberately and cynically using its own population uh, as a a sort of weapon to bash Israel. So the standards of uh, proving genocidal intent are extremely high and uh, one hopes that uh, objectivity and rationality will prevail at this court. Uh, but we'll be watching very, very closely. Unfortunately, uh, the the ICJ, the International Court of Justice, is a UN court, and uh, the UN is has become a body uh, that certainly is not rational, and certainly. Um, n- not fair to the Jewish state. So I think these are some of the worries that people are concerned about.
0: And, and certainly we've seen the United Nations almost doubling down, uh, becoming more and more concerned. It, it, it seemed to me, as Israel was moving further into Gaza and was about to discover just how complicit UNRWA was and has been um, in, in propping up, supporting, actively supporting Hamas, it seemed as though the United Nations was becoming more and more virulently hysterical um, about, about Israel's actions. And that, uh, that, to me, was an indication that they have been concerned. If this is a United Nations body, um, it certainly suits them to, uh, to find against Israel. That said, uh, the, I would imagine that there is some form of standard that this court would have.
1: It should have a standard and the the standard, the the meaning, the definition of genocide is very, very clear. Uh, There has to be intent. There has to be uh, shown the intent that uh, the party committing genocide intends to destroy uh, an ethnic, national or religious group. And there has to be Uh, Shown beyond any reason of a doubt. And, of course, that is not the case. Of course, Israel is not uh, acting in that manner. Of course, Israel is doing everything it can to minimize uh, civilian casualties while defending itself from genocide. Uh, So, unfortunately, you know, these things are back to front here. We're living in some kind of bizarro universe. And one hopes that these standards will be understood. One hopes that the court will uh, recognize uh, that granting any kind of provisional measure, uh, and the South African government is asking Israel to seize its actions, but not asking Hamas to seize its Mm. actions, Mm. being in a very bizarre uh, measure.
0: Absolutely, Rowan Polovan. That is where we leave it. National Director of the South African Zionist Federation will of course chat to you later this week or early next week to get your reaction on how it transpired.